What's up, mofos? It's another episode of World Bubble One Podcast. I am your host, Larry the Bearded Wonder. Joining me, as always, is Eddie Half Naked B. Hello, everybody. Happy Fourth of July. It's hot, and yes, I am half naked. Yeah, it, it, it is. <laughs> it is too fucking hot, dude. This weekend was just the start of the inevitable heat death of the universe. I, I was just like, oh, it rained. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> it did it. it. Screw it. Then, it, it. then you found out it only rained for 10 minutes and it just made it more fucking humid. And exactly. <laughs> I was just like, oh, dang, Nabbit, you stole it away from us. Some fucking bullshit, but. Uh, so, let's uh, let's jump in here because I've got a short list, but I, I want to do a deep dive on it. Um, but, Eddie, what have you been playing? Um, so, uh, I've been playing Breath of the Wild. Um, ice cream surfer, uh, just shapes and beats. Um, did you finish shapes and beats yet? Not yet. Ah, no, I'm not yet. Finish it. No, I have, I have to do uh, because I'm did in you back get to my favorite one yet, though. Did you get to close to me? Not yet. Oh my god, that song is so good. I, I need to, I already told, I already told the designers, um, uh, the developers that I need that soundtrack. Like uh-huh. literally, I need a physical of the soundtrack, and he has hit Dude, me. Some of that soundtrack is like four or five years old, at least. But see, that's but see, that's the thing about it. It's just like all the music that's in this game sounds brand new. Sounds like they just created it for this game, because uh, like none of the, none of the uh, DJs that's on there I know about. So all of this music, I'm just like, this is this is good, <laughs> and I was yeah, just like, I, like, I need the soundtrack to this. Like, no lie, dude. I looked up some of those individual songs, and some of them are, like, four, five, six years old at least. Oh. Not even kidding. Including my favorite one on there is, like, five, six years old. Well, it sounds like, I don't know if it's been remastered or whatever, but it sounds crystal clear. Like, it's just brand new. Like, it doesn't even sound dated. So. No, uh, it's, it's good, but, I mean, any... Any good musician can, you know, put together something that sounds good then and still sounds good now. Well, it, so. I mean, it, it still sounds it can still sound good in the past and now. But I'm just like, when you got good engineers who can make it sound like <laughs> that good, classic, like timeless, then yeah, I agree. But I still want the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> how how far in are you on that? By the way. Um, I am still at the one part that I talked about, uh, where I got to get the, oh, for with the, ship the sailboat. Parts. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I ended up jumping into some other stuff. Um, every, everything that just it's just when it drops and I because like we and you talked about Hollow Knight. We'll get into that later. Like I'm not picking it up. I'm happy to, but I'm just like I'm I'm just like you waiting for a physical. And I don't want to yeah. jump. I don't want to get it digitally if there's going to be a physical version. If, if, if nothing physically gets announced, I'm going to say by December, or even by Black Friday, um, I'll pick it up then digitally. Yeah. But I'm just yeah, I'm just hoping on a physical for that. Um, picked up Battle Chef Brigade. Ended up playing that. Get that game is fun. Just just dabbled in a little bit of it. Uh. Played Far Cry 5 on Xbox One. Uh, been playing Mad Max on PS4. Um, been trying to get that uh, that finish uh, for my backlog. Um, and then started playing Battlefield Hardlines for Xbox One. Um, I'll probably finish that hopefully by Sunday. 
Uh, I'm, I'm, that's part of my backlog for the summer. Uh, so I'm trying to get that to get done with that game. Uh, but I think here and there I'll jump into just shaping beats and uh, some of the other stuff. I've been playing a lot of Switch, just jumping around into games. Um, but I, but I know once, once I, cause once I get back into just shaping beats, it's going to be like, okay, five hours have passed <laughs> of me doing these three levels. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm going to get back into it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, I also played Meteos, uh, on my 2DS and, uh, the Nintendo Golf Club, uh, the games that you got. Uh, oh, got True one. Swing. Yeah, True Swing. Uh, it's, I, Dude, you, we we gotta back up a second because we're we're just hard talking fucking you know games with awesome music. Can we take a minute to appreciate how goddamn awesome the soundtrack to Medios is? Yes, yes. That game has some baller ass music, dude. Like no lie, I remember when that came out. That that's been like almost ten years now. Yeah, it's not longer actually. And no lie, dude, I would seriously just like turn on my DS. And just let the music run off of that game because it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, there's one stage that I found um, that you could actually, if you were just trying to rack up more medios to spend in the uh, in the store or in the shop there, mm-hmm. there is one stage that once you get to it, if you find a way to basically just jam your down button so that it keeps rapid dropping everything. Yeah. It it will basically just run in perpetuity. You don't have to touch anything. It'll go for hours by itself. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. So there's a helpful little secret for you when you're trying to unlock everything. Because that's Mizuguchi. You just turn it on and leave it run overnight. Right, because that's, uh, <laughs> that's Mizuguchi. That's Q Entertainment. Um, yeah. Yeah, designers. Hey, guys, that did that uh, just dropped this week. Louis Remastered. Yeah. Go buy I, it. I didn't pick it up yet. Uh, I... I, I, uh, I don't know why I bought it already because I'm still I, I still haven't put Hollow Knight down. <laughs> a lot of people haven't. So uh Luminous I'm Luminous I'm waiting to uh I'm waiting a little bit probably to August to pick it up. Um due to the fact that like Cat the uh Cat the Toe about to say Cat the Planet. Uh Cat the Toe and um Octopath Octopath Traveler about to drop next week and I wanna get uh pick those up. Um, and then like Luminous and like, like Luminous, Dead Cells, Hollow Knight, uh, Okami HD, like all of those are like guaranteed games that I'm going to get. Um, Dead Cells is a day one. Um, uh, and I and probably oh, by yeah. the time I get paid next week, um, I'm probably going, I, I'm, I'm thinking. That reminds you, by the way, an update to the last time we talked, mm-hmm. you can now go to Best Buy and pre-order Dead Cells finally. It's, it's up in their system. Oh, they bought it back. Yeah, okay. I was there last uh, just this past week, and uh, it was finally there. So I got my copy pre-ordered. Did you ask them why they took it down after their announcement? Nope. No, the people at my Best Buy are kind of just clueless when it comes to that shit. Hmm. Like, I also don't like the fact that half the time, if I want to pre-order something, like they'll have it on their fucking website, but they I can't pre-order it in the store. Well, it's weird because they announced that it was available some for pre-order. Stupid third-party company to run their website, so a lot of really? times shit will show up on their website before you can order it in the damn store. Was that was that the time when they announced that the pre-order was at Best Buy? 
because they was first to announce it before uh yeah, Dead Cells I, was I even yeah before even Dead Cells even was saying it was getting a physical release. Uh, Best Buy like announced it first that they was doing physical copies. So I I was thinking when they announced it that you could go into the store or you could do it online. Like just pre sales were available no. right then and there. No, um, like I I found this out. I remember when I went to pre order my copy of Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. I found that out because I couldn't pre order in the store, but it's up on their website, and I had to pre order it from their damn website. So that was uh, kind of hot garbage, and that pissed me off. But, yeah, one of the guys there was telling me that apparently, like, some third-party company runs their website, and a lot of times shit will go up on the website before it ever gets to their in-store POS. So, so I wonder if they useless fact of the day. I wonder if they made a mistake then. <laughs> no idea. So... Um, but yeah, that's, that's, a an update for you since we kind of talked a little bit at length about that last time. Um, and I, I won't drill on about that too long. So yeah. we kind of beat that to death. Yeah. But, um, uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. I, um, I am going to be getting back into a lot of games. I think right now, just like, uh, Mad Max and like Battlefield Hardlines. Um, uh, cause I'm trying to get, I'm trying to have them at least done so I can move on because like, after I'm done with those two games, it's like um, I'm doing Assassin's Creed 3 on my Wii U and uh, Breath of the Wild on my Switch. So I'll be jumping back and forth between those two systems because uh, I'm trying to have like at least a lot of this backlog stuff done by August. Um, so I can talk about it uh, later on in that month. Uh, but yeah, that's what, I just, that's what I've been playing because I know once I get Dead Cells, it's going to be like... I can't put this game down. It's going to be hard jumping between Dead Cells, Akami HD. If I haven't finished Octopath Traveler, that's a problem. Cut the toe, I'm not really worried about because all I got to do is just do probably like the new Odyssey Devils and Mm -hmm. then finish like the third section of the game because I beat half of the game on Wii U already. So I know what to do with most of the puzzles. It's just like the new ones, um, like the Odyssey stuff is going to be entertaining for me but yeah yeah so uh so like like i briefly mentioned uh i have not been able to put down hollow knight um this uh jesus this game has me just like by the balls um this is probably one of the deepest most challenging metroidvania games i have ever gotten my mitts on and that says something because if it's anywhere in that genre, I've probably fucking played it. Um, and very, very few of them have I ever left unfinished. Uh, I, I never got around to finishing Guacamelee. That's kind of on my list of shame. Um, but yeah, I to go through it, that and get everything to get the. Tr- I beat it on the for original ending, but I got to get all like a hundred percent it to get the true ending. Right. Um, huh. I haven't finished that Joker's game Island Express yet. Uh, you know, I haven't heard. Not that I'm aware of at this point, but it wouldn't surprise me. I know 2 is coming. I know 2 is going to be on PSN, and then yeah. it'll probably hit everybody else. But I'm, I'm shocked that the Super uh, Super Turbo has it, because I would get it on Switch for the right. su- for Super. Um, 
But the other one I haven't finished that, that falls in that genre is Yoku's Island Express, and that's only because I put it down to play Hollow Knight. But I, I'm telling you, man, Hollow Knight is hands down like one of the meatiest 2D Metroidvania games out there, yeah, period. And a lot of people have been going back to it on Twitter. That'd be, that's been like the hottest Switch game of talk. Well, and and the thing is, too, you know, most Metroidvania games will take you 10, maybe 12 hours to make your first playthrough. You know, even if you're not doing 100% and you're just kind of running your way through, figuring it all out for the first time. Dude, I am damn near, I'm like 30 hours deep into Hollow Knight, and I'm still not done. Um. And it, I know for a fact the game can be done faster. I know this, but it's it's got a number of things working for it. Uh, some of it I, I think is some of it I think is just padding in terms of time wise, mm-hmm. uh, and namely the difficulty. Like, don't get me wrong, it, it took me a little while to really get on board with how fucking hard Hollow Knight is, and. If if anybody tells you no, it's not hard, you tell them go fuck yourself. Well, they say it's um, like the Dark Souls of Metroidvania game. Yeah, no, it it really is. Well, um, I think well, I think is it because that it it I think whatever sort or whatever basic attack you start with, you keep that throughout the whole game. Like it don't yeah. it doesn't never like like with 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 Metroid with Samus, you evolve your gun. But it feels like with this game, you really don't do that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're going to get a few more uh, things to help you out in terms of combat mm-hmm. as, as far as attacks go. Like, there's the nail arts, which, you know, one of them gives you, like, a super slash, and one of them gives you a spin slash, uh, and there's a, there's a dash slash. But um, for the most part, your sword swipe is going to be your fucking sword swipe the whole damn game. Um, you know, there's some other things that'll modify your your nail as you go along, like the uh, the long nail uh, charms and a couple of others. Uh, it, but really, most of your your customization, your modification mm-hmm. uh, is is going to come through the charms, which can be which can only be rotated out um, at the uh, save points. Um, so you, you, you kind of got to plow ahead and you'll suddenly find yourself in a situation where you're like, well, fuck this loadout isn't working for me. And then you'll, you know, either hoof it back to the last save point you could get to, or you'll get your ass kicked and just sent back there. Uh, at which point you kind of know what you're about to run up against and then yeah. you'll, you'll change your loadout to uh, suit the occasion. Um, which, no lie, one of my favorites that worked way better than it should have. I was having some issues on uh, on one of the boss fights, and I won't spoil it, but I, I had the I hit on the brilliant idea um, that I, I basically just made a bunch of uh, passive aggressive uh, a passive aggressive loadout, and so when I went into the boss fight. I basically stuck myself up in the upper corner on the wall for the whole fight, mm-hmm. and my charms were spawning little weaverlings and little uh, grubber flies that would just go and attack for me so I didn't have to get off the wall. <laughs> wow. And it worked? It did. I mean, it, it took a minute 
because it was just little bits of chip damage, but it, it worked. I just I hit up in the in the corner on the wall pretty much the whole fucking fight and just let them do the work for me. Like fuck this, I'm staying out of the way because this boss was way too fast to be able to heal in the middle of combat. Yeah, and I was just taking too much damage, so I'm like, nah, I got a better idea. Let's try this. Kind of reminds me of Strider in a sense. Um, so where. Uh, and if people want to say Shredder as in like the remake, that's fine. Um, where your basic attack is like a, a, a melee attack and it just never changes, but right. you got other stuff that helps you, uh, mm-hmm. makes it better. Yeah. Or it makes the fight easier. So that's what I'm thinking of when it comes to Hollow you know what it, You know what occurs to me? Cause I mean, there's a lot of comparisons to it being a, you know, a, a soul style Metroidvania. But I, I tell you the the one that I haven't really heard that I, I think kind of hits the mark here even better for Hollow Knight is it's got a lot of Mega Man in its DNA. It really does. So hear me out. Well, I, I'm here. I'm gonna hear you. I'm gonna hear you. I, I think I probably need to see more to confirm it. Um, but yeah, go ahead. So Hollow Knight has a, a just a major Mega Man feel to it in regards to the fact, in a, in a couple ways. One, Hollow Knight is it's at least equal parts, if not more so, not just about, you know, combat and dealing damage, than it is damage avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a lot about learning your maneuverability and, uh, an enemy and boss uh, movement patterns so that you can dodge the damage because you you are most Metroidvania games in a lot of cases you're you're kind of a fucking tank you know you can take tons of damage no no not Hollow Knight you start the game out with like five health you can take five hits at most that's it you know and it doesn't get much higher by the end of the game no matter what you do and so it's it's really a in big part a lot about damage avoidance. It's also got a lot of that very kind of twitchy platforming going on, mm-hmm. uh, very much akin to Mega Man in that respect. Um, so it's just parts of it kind of give me that Mega that Mega Man vibe, but in a. Uh, in a prettier uh, setting. So. I, would, I would say by the sounds of that, that would be a more difficult with Mega Man because um, I think Mega Man is not so much as pre- as precise. I think it's just like where do you see the pattern and what do you need to do to avoid it? Because sometimes just a just. Sometimes Mega Man, depending on which game you play, um, changes up the formula. And if you if you say Mega Man, well, one and two, I could probably see that happening. Two being the most difficult one, and that's more precise. But if you say Mega Man three, well, that's the slide. If you say like Mega Man X and stuff, well, that's the climbing and that's the air dash and and the stuff like that. So it, I think it kind of depends on which Mega Man because I think to make that, like I said, I have to play the game 
and probably see it for myself because I would probably say if we're speaking about Mega Man, we got to figure out which Mega Man it is. Look, it's very simple, guys. Green Mega Man goes with Red Mega Man and Yellow Mega Man to make the Ultra Mega Mega Man. Uh, I'm I'm talking like early Mega Man, uh, original NES Mega Man. Right, and, so, and that's why I said like one and two. Like, and two would be, like, the hardest where you could... You could even venture into, like, three or four. Well, see, three is easier. Three, I think three is easy, uh, along with the slide. It might be easier, but it still doesn't change the basic foundation of the series. Oh, well, well mm, and see, and that's questionable. <laughs> uh, changing, changing the fact of the series of, I'm, for me personally, I'm thinking of... Because of the bosses, the way that's laid, that is laid out, they kind of split it, and people don't, don't, don't. I don't. For me personally, I don't know why. It's just like you could do five bosses who attacks fit each other, but none of those attacks fit the other three bosses because the other three bosses fit each other, take off more damage. Um, but because I, I already used to slide in. Uh, in Mega Man 3 for boss attacks. Right. But yeah, that's that's one of those things that's kind of been rattling around in my head. Um, but but again, like I said, it I, I do feel like in part the the game time mm-hmm. is kind of padded a little by the difficulty. Um, now, I will say there are some things, though, that really beef up this game in terms of scope compared to other games in the genre that aren't really padding. Mm-hmm. Um, like, straight up, this game has a fucking enormous map. I mean, it's big. Um, re- remind me, I will s- I will send you a just a quick snap of the game map, and you're just going to look at it like, damn. Because it's huge. Um... Like, this game is big enough, it, by the end of the game, you will have three forms of fast travel. Wow. It's huge. You've, you've got one that's pretty readily accessible from the get-go. There's one that uh, comes mid, kind of mid-game, that opens up some uh, uh, one or two new sections that you just couldn't get to before. And there's a third that lets you basically drop a fast travel point anywhere and haul yourself off to it from anywhere else on the map. Do they tell a story throughout some parts of the game? Like, Oh, this game is all kinds of story, dude. Like it's, it's got seriously deep lore. Like no lie. I'm, I'm probably going to have to play this multiple times to really wrap my head around it because my first playthrough has been so focused on, just the gameplay and the the experience and the environment and the atmosphere and just making it through the game front to back. Is the I wonder I, if the story pieces are back most of the backtracking. Well, there there are uh, quite a few characters in the game that have some substantial dialogue mm-hmm. that actually kind of really lay out the story for you. Um, and tell you what's going on. And I've, I've been doing a little bit of reading and a little bit of watching, um, 
on just some of the the lore of Hollow Knight. And there is some really cool stuff if you dig into it. But there are things that, at a glance, are kind of abstract. And you have to really mentally challenge yourself to put it together to understand the real depth of it. And that's cool as shit to me. Because this game, in terms of story and lore, has so many layers of depth that most games, let alone most Metroidvania games, simply do not. Because um, it's more know, about the get... adventure than the story. It, it is for me the first time through. I This is one that I'm going to have to do a second playthrough that is just dedicated to focusing on the story rather than the the architecture of the gameplay experience itself. Which I think a New Game Plus would benefit something like this. Um, yeah, but a New Game Plus, I honestly, I think would break this game. I mean, a new, a, not so much break it. I think uh, the New Game Plus will help give you the story more, not easier, acquire more more of the story. Because uh, you'll be I able... I can see that. Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to figure out in my head what parts you would keep in a new game plus and what parts need to be reset. Cuz that's that's a real hard part. Like do you get to keep all of your charms uh and all of your health? Um you know, there's obviously some mobility things that would have to go uh in order to to play it through again. It's just I say uh, anything that you missed in your first play, uh your first playthrough, uh when you go back there a second time, um. Now you can, you know, you'll you'll be ready to get it. You now you can think of getting it. Just stuff that you miss, I think. Um, because there are some games that do it. I got to think of which game does that. That if you collect, um, if you collect a lot of the stuff the first time when you do a new game plus, th- the stuff that you found you got to keep, and they won't be they won't reappear in that same area. But the stuff that you yeah, didn't get is still there. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do with a Metroidvania though when you think about it. Well. That that's if you're not that's not if you're doing one hundred percent of a run on the first time. I don't know. I just New Game Plus is a fan of the genre. Just is one of those things that those two things don't go together for me in my head. But that's that's could just be me. Um, but yeah, it's it is so meaty. Like uh, one of the other things that this game does to kind of bulk it up Mm time-wise is the fact that this game puts you on edge in in such a way like it it, there is really no point where this game feels like it lets up in terms of pressure um and so you'll you'll find yourself a lot of times kind of wanting to re-explore and kind of really pick apart places and areas that you've already been Mm -hmm. that you kind of have already learned for the most part so that you don't have to explore into new areas because those areas become super challenging and oppressive in in a number of ways and so like you know you have to press forward but this game really just mentally pushes back against that feeling and it just it makes you not want to. It makes you kind of go, fuck, fuck. I've run out of everything else to do. I have to go into this area. And every time you get into a new area, you just get that feeling in the pit of your stomach like, 
I'm fucked. Fuck, 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 fuck. So, and I, which is really cool because, like I said, it really makes you dig deep and hard and pay super close attention in those areas that you've been looking for all the little nooks and crannies and hidden things. So you're more prone to find a lot of that stuff that you wouldn't otherwise because you feel mentally kind of trapped there mm-hmm. for fear of not wanting to go into new areas. Uh, and honestly, I think another big part of that just has to do with the way the mapping in this game works. So, cause this game does not like this game does not just auto fill a map as you go along. Yeah, no, no, no. It. Well, not only do you have to buy it, you, th- this is a multi-step process. This is like a great big fuck you. Um, a, yes, you have to buy your maps for each individual section, which also involves before you can buy the map, you got to find the cartographer cornifer first in every goddamn section in order to buy the map. Then on top of that, the map you buy is incomplete and to fill the map out, you've got to go buy your pen so that you can sit there and, you know, fill the map out as you go along except it doesn't work that way. You'll start venturing into uncharted territory, but your map doesn't update until you hit a save point. So a lot of times you're going to push a little ways into a section and then pull back as fast as you can to the the last save point you hit to fill out your map kind of little by little because you don't want to go any deeper than you have to without any kind of lifeline back to the way you came. Did they ever explain why they did that? I don't know if they ever did an interview and talked about I, that. I, I don't know, um, but it's it's one of those things that, like I said, it makes it super oppressive. And so really any progress that you make, you'll make that progress in inches, not miles because of that. And I like that because it 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 simultaneously pisses me off, but I really do actually like it because it makes you kind of very cautious. It's a lot of kind of sticking your, your head around the corner all the time going, mm-hmm. is it safe? Is it safe? Well, and I think some people might. a couple sections of the game that are just like, holy shit, fuck you, this is bull crap. A lot of people might feel like that's pandering. That's too much backtrack. That's too much work. Uh, where, you know, it would something, be if something... it wasn't for the fact the farming helps. Well, uh, well, that might be true. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just like you guys. I mean, there's nothing make this... stopping you from really plowing it through. Well, you yeah, I, I think. But for the map thing, it's just like, why did you make something simple, very complicated, just to make the game longer? Some people might think, you know, that that they might feel like that's kind of backwards and cheating out that you really didn't design this well or think this through. So maybe if they do a hollow, uh, hollow night two, they can, they could really make that system simple. Um, I think they, they probably could have changed it, but I think due to the fact that they were trying to get this console port, uh, and with all the team that they had, uh, to work with, you know, they probably wouldn't be, they probably didn't have time to like fix that or implement that in. Um, Right. 
Now, so. Just just saying, because some people might just be like, well, this gang who probably had the same development time and same resources just like you guys, they were able to make something easier, and you guys just complicated for no apparent reason. Yeah. but And I, I don't think it's more complicated for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. I think it lends to the feel and the atmosphere that the game has made. Um, it, any other Metroidvania game, this shit would be insufferable and fucking unacceptable. For Hollow Knight, it works. I I genuinely am not upset about it. I feel like, like if they in the grand scheme, this works for me. I think if if they would have had a map thing, um. I think some people would be like, why do you trust it to make this like a 2D, 10 level kind of brawler or action platform kind of game? If the, if the uh, map system was going to be complicated as that, I should so, say. Like I said, I'm I'm not hurt about it. 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 Well, a lot of people are not talking about the map thing, so a lot of people are enjoying it. Yeah, and rightfully so. Um, additionally, uh, if by chance anyone at Team Cherry is listening, uh, I love, I adore Hollow Knight, and I, I want to talk directly to the person that did the level design for the White Palace. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you. The White Palace is fucking bullshit. It's hard. Oh my god. It's hard or is it confusing? No, it's hard. Like, White Palace took Super Meat Boy and threw it on fucking steroids. Yikes. Yeah. White Palace is Super Meat Boy with goddamn roid rage. It is bullshit. I'm assuming trip, uh, tricky jumps and dashes and platforms. Uh-huh. And, and lots of fucking buzzsaws. Like, nowhere else in the game is there fucking buzzsaws. The White Palace has all of them. I'm assuming that's the last place. It sounds like it's... No! It's not even the last place! Halfway through the game? Like, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's most of the way through the game, Mm -hmm. but it's still fucking horseshit. Wow. So, you know, that's, uh, that's a thing. Um, but yeah, o- overall, God, I just <sighs> two hundred fifty thousand sales. So I I know and climbing. Oh, and I I don't think we hit on this because I if I remember right, this was like a day after we talked last time. But uh, Team Cherry and an AMA did say there's a a physical version coming. Well, they they said they were thinking about it, but no, they uh, said they were working on it. Did they actually confirm it? Because I know they, yeah. they they were just like they were thinking about it. Uh, I no, think the sale numbers wasn't. I think the sale numbers wasn't released yet. Um, because they were they were just they they were talking about that. You know, it did one third of PC. It didn't. I think like that following week or like last week, um, they announced that they did two hundred fifty thousand. They mentioned a physical copy, but it wasn't nothing. Uh, in like in writing like they had confirmed it so it might be different story reports and stuff but if they if they do a physical um 
hopefully it don't take long for them like they did all of these uh, uh, trying to port it and delay it and stuff. Right. Because, uh, I think a lot of people would definitely want this game, which I wonder, which I actually wonder, would a game like Hollow Knight was the delay and everything worth it for people to get it on Switch? Yes. Absolutely, without hesitation, yes. Because I'm just like, if they did 250000 in, what, three days or within a week from the game being released at E3, I don't even think they got it, uh, got that many sales that quick on PC at regular price. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's just so good. But, but yeah, it's, it's a super dense game. That's the other thing that I, I think, honestly, uh, a lot of Metroidvanias miss. Um, and even, in fact, like the actual Metroid games, I, I, I'm hard-pressed to, to think of a Metroid game that is really anywhere near as dense as Hollow Knight is. This is an absolute genre pinnacle, without um, a doubt. I, I think Metroid... I think Metroid itself never tries to be dense, because I think it has always been about the adventure in game, getting your character strong. You know, she loses... Yeah. Samus losing her power. You know, they they have a formula, and they know how to go about that, because if they ever... If they, if they would have changed... Uh, Metroid to play at something like Hollow Knight, I think that would destroy the foundation of the series of Metroid. And yeah, uh, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I I'm not saying I want a Metroid game to be this dense, mm-hmm. but it's nice having a game in the genre that is this packed because it there's so much meat to pick off the bones here. I mean, you. I, I've spent, seriously, it's been like two weeks now, and this is damn near the only game I've played for like two weeks. Because A, it's that good, and B, there's that much to it. Well, it, that, that that's kind of the open world kind of formula. Uh, when... And it's not an open world. Well, Metroidvania isn't open world, and nor should it be, by the uh, way, open... before you try and pull that shit. Open world as in a sense that there's so many side missions and stuff to make your character powerful. Because that's just how, how my Mad Max is for me. Is that they got all of this open... It's open world, but they got all these little points and stuff that's not part of the story. But if I want to make my character stronger or, you know make my progress easier i have to go and and kind of do this and it's just like this big big map with all of these points and stuff that i have to do so if that's how hollow knight is even though it's in a metrovania style game that they got all these points and stuff and it helps you in order to progress through the game then yeah. i can understand the density of of it and the depth of it But in any case, I'm, I'm going to quit rambling on uh, on Hollow Knight because I could go on forever. That being said, uh, before we get into news, I think here's a great place to take a break. So uh, I'm going to say, uh, unless you got anything else you want to throw on the pile before we do this. Nope. 
Sweet. Break. And welcome back. Uh, so this is the second half of the show. We're going to start getting into some uh, some news and rumors and all kinds of nonsense. Um, so I actually, bef- just before we started, I scrolled across something I really wanted to hit on because this has been a big hang-up for me for like eh, probably close to two years now, damn near the whole time we've done this show. Um, there, there's now a rumor just starting to circulate with a, with a little bit of evidence behind it. Nothing definitive, but word has it that uh, Turtle Rock may be working on Left 4 Dead 3. And they said it was. They weren't. Yeah. So uh... they they had postings that um, that they were hiring for people to work on a uh, on a well known franchise. But and... it wasn't. But but it's not Left for Dead Three. They already said it. It's for a new IP. Yeah, but then why would you put out a posting to hire people to work on a established franchise? I think because it to grab people. Uh, attention um, and people who probably when they get hired and they talk about it they'll probably fi- figure out well do you know about this franchise because if they was going to do Left 4 Dead 3 it would already been done you know they wouldn't make that game and they they would Left 4 Dead 3 would have already been done if 1 or 2 had been that very successful if, I don't think so and, and I, I'm going to fill in the blank here as to why hear me out It's only been recent within the last few months, four or five months, Mm -hmm. that Valve has been talking about actually getting back to putting out games again. And since Valve holds the rights to Left 4 Dead, they could be talking to Turtle Rock saying, all right, we'll we'll open this back up again. You make it, we'll put it out. Because Turtle Rock was formerly, like, what was it, Valve South, I think it was? And so they... Turtle Rock could be staying as a, a separate studio, but Valve may have tapped them uh, to develop and Valve publish. I think they would have already did it. I think, well, Valve being idiots who they are, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, with the success of Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, and then just dropping out because Steam is making you money, but then that having problems... It, it feels like just because you name a studio who worked on a popular franchise doesn't actually hint that they're going to be making something new. Because if they, if Valve would announce that they're making games, you know, just like like do a big production of it uh, and publicity of it, I think Left 4 Dead 3 would have already been the first game that they announced. They wouldn't wait they wouldn't wait to announce that they're back into making games and then don't say nothing. It's just out the blue. The, the developers who made one of the games that was, that, that that's known now is hint that they're going to make, they're going to make that. Why would you make, my thing would be, why would you make left for dead three and not half life three people? I think people would care more for Val to do half life three than they would for left for dead three. I, I don't know. I I think I think they could get Left 4 Dead 3 done before they could ever get Half-Life 3 done. I think then Left 4 Dead 3 should have already been done before they actually went out of business. Not uh, not went out of business before they stop uh make uh Valve start publishing games. 
Maybe Valve decided it's just time to get its shit back together and get the engine uh, running again. Uh, that I that I I wouldn't. Probably... I'm not banking on it, but part of me can't help but kind of look at it and go, "The pieces fit." I'm not saying it's definitive; it's circumstantial as shit, but it's it's a possibility. I I just wouldn't put it up to. To say that, you know, a company who made something like that, that they're getting people to make a part three after what, probably what, seven, seven, eight years or whenever Left 4 Dead 2 came out. Because that was like the last one was like, what, 360? Yeah. So I think I think if Valve would have if Valve would have came together um and because the, what they announced was it some some VR card game that they announced? Yeah, and I don't even think that materialized yet. And everybody uh, got left down about that. Looking. I mean, I think they've shown a little bit of it, but it's it's not out yet. Okay, so to have to to get back into games and to leave with Left 4 Dead Three, I think that's still it, it would be exciting, but I think that's a big disappointment on Val. Um. They got to do Half Life Three. If, if Turtle if Turtle Rock was doing Half Life Three, I could see that happen. If they was doing an existing IP, I would put Half Life Three first, so we could just hurry up and satisfy the fans, make our money, and then do Half Life Three. I mean, then do Left 4 Dead Three. Part of me hopes, though, that if Valve was going to go back and finally do Half Life Three, that it's it's not a rush job. Like at this point, I'm om- I'm almost convinced that if they were going to do Half Life Three, that they would have to go back and start from scratch on it. I think what would happen is I think they would do Episode Three, and then go into Half Life Three because they need to finish the Half Life Two episodes. They need to they need to finish that. Granted, they do. And I I think I, I think the Episode Three would show off like their new engine, or you know show off some ideas that they that they're, they think they're going to use and then if it works they'll implement in uh, Half-Life 3 and they're approved from there because um, I think Half-Life 3 if they ever did it like Turtle Rock ever did it I think it's not going to be out till 21 or 22 if this Left 4 Dead thing is is being made it's not going to be out until 21 but they they're they really going to have to catch up with the times and really make this game accessible. It, it has to live up to the hype. But because if it doesn't, just because them them doing it doesn't mean that the game is not going to be great. Yeah, but that's that's a thing rolling around. So it's it's something to kind of keep in mind that you know it's it's by no means anything definitive. Mm-hmm. But it's it's being talked about. the 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 door is open. I'll put it that way. I wonder when they're gonna when when will Val allow them to show anything? Uh it's probably gonna be at least a year minimum. Like next considering year, considering they're apparently just starting to hire. Well, we'll so. see, we shall see. I wonder when, when, Val, when, and where Val will show it. Like, how are they going to plan to attend next year's E3, Gamescom, PAC, PAX, 
uh the PC uh the PC gaming show next year at E3. Like I wonder when will Val show something or attend something. Right. So we shall see. We literally shall see. And also I wonder if they're gonna do console. Or is it just going to be for Steam players only? Or is it PC only? I don't know. My my gut says that Steam first and then consoles. Mm-hmm. That's what my gut tells me. So, but I I, I don't know. Yeah, because they it, they wouldn't make Portal. I they're not designed to make anything like that. Right, and that's that's definitely not not in their alley, but right. So, well, we shall see. It's going to be interesting. So, what else you got? What other interesting news? <laughs> um, honestly, the the biggest thing that I, I've kind of been itching for is I, I want that Hollow Knight physical version. That that news made me happy. Like, I want it to come with some awesome, like, tattered cloth map kind of thing mm-hmm. that feels like it would be perfect. And, I don't know, maybe put, like, a nail in the in the box. That'd be beautiful. I'd, I'd love that. I, I want wonder, a tattered cloth map and a nail sword. I wonder, well, hopefully the limited run games don't, don't touch it. You know, I hope it, this is a game that's going to come out to stores that people could go in and buy. Because it'll probably be, I think, $30 it would be. I don't think $40 would be justifiable for a game like that. If they don't include like an instruction booklet, trinkets, or like a reverse cover or something like that. Like, they, if they're going to do a $40 uh, thing for that game, they need to put some stuff in that instead of just a box and cartridge. Right. So... Which is, which is kind of proven to a lot of indie developers that it feels like they're making so much money off of it that it's, it's allowing them to be able to make physical copies of that game and that would even sell them more copies of it. Yeah. I I honestly think that there there needs to be like a magic number where if, if a digital-only game hits a certain uh, number of downloads um, that it it's automatically getting a, a physical copy. I, I think I think like 200,000 maybe no not 200,000 that's a little bit high. I'd probably say maybe 100,000 copies uh, at regular price is a good sign. Um, now that it actually depends on if they're releasing it on other consoles also. Um, right. But if they're just doing a Switch version, I would probably say like 100,000 copies because that's a lot of money. That's that's what I'm talking about is on Switch. I'm just like, look, if, if you can push this many copies of something out, uh, digital only on Switch, mm-hmm. then Nintendo says, we will uh, we'll, we'll put together a physical version for you. Bam. Yeah. I think... I mean, it just it makes it. I think a lot a lot of developers get surprised that when they put it on all three consoles, they get surprised that they do well more on Switch 
than the other two combined or even with PC. Cause it's just like when a game has been on PC longer than Switch and then Switch just like take headlines and you sell that quickly, it kind of says something about your game that people have been waiting for on, on, on Switch that it was going to give you guaranteed sales. Right. So, um, there's been a lot, a lot of success stories. You know, uh, our boy is getting a physical. Uh huh. Oh, it's already got. I've got it. Oh, it's out. Yeah, it's been out for like a month. That's I. I had been waiting to play Owlboy mm-hmm. because I I knew ahead of time that it was getting a hard copy, so I didn't buy it digital. Because <laughs> if I knew ahead of time, I was just gonna wait. I wasn't gonna double dip if I didn't have to. So. Well, I think they, I don't know if that physical copy got like a release date or anything. Like, if anyone did it. Any they said it was coming like a month or two after the digital, so. Oh, and then they just I knew ahead it. of time I was going to be waiting for like an extra month or two. Oh. But, so I, I was kind of sitting there, pins and needles. That's another one, too, that once I finish with Hollow Knight, that's probably going to be the one that I go back to, honestly. Because I need to finish that up. Because I. It it took me some time, mm-hmm. but Owlboy really did finally grab me. So, and it's just so pretty. Oh, my God. Like, pro tip for anybody that's thinking about playing Owlboy or starts to play Owlboy, do not play it in handheld mode. Don't get me wrong. It runs fine in handheld mode. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. But, goddamn, play this thing on your big screen TV because it is just gorgeous. Handheld mode, you will miss so much beautiful little finite detail that's mm-hmm. in there. I th- Owlboy gave me this magical, nostalgic feeling. Like, remember when you got a truly great, gorgeous, brand new Super Nintendo game? Yes. And you went home and you popped it on the, the big screen for the first time, which yeah. at the time was like, you're lucky if you had a 32-inch TV in the house kind of thing. It was old school CRT, shoot. and these things took up like half the fucking room. Dude, I'll even so. go. I'll even. Go, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll shoot. Dude, playing Metroid Fusion on my GameCube. <laughs> dude, on the TV. That yeah. that that gave me life, dude. <laughs> I was just like, goodness gracious. Yeah, but no, Owlboy just visually is packed with so much beautiful little detail that it should be played on the big screen, plain and simple. Um, but that, that being said, um, but those were really kind of the big things. Uh, the other one too, that's kind of almost a non-story story is the fact that, uh, the new Nintendo, uh, president has stated that they've got more games to announce for the fall lineup yet that they have not shown or talked about. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that feels that uh, the back half of 2018 for Switch feels a little anemic, uh, hold your horses. There is apparently more coming. They just haven't. It's, uh, it's already packed. It. Like ever since May, Switch and uh, Switch and probably some. There's probably some 2DS game, 3DS games that's also coming that haven't been talked about. From from May until December, Switch is packed with stuff to play. Yeah. You know. No, don't don't get me wrong, it's just 
you, you kind of didn't get that feeling coming off of their E3 presentation, which, though. Which everybody know that it's Nintendo. They got Nintendo Direct's E3 for them year-round now. Right. Every couple months, get and, something. And they focus on stuff they that, you know, Smash is a big thing for them because they want to focus on stuff that's coming out this year. Everybody else, yeah, they had a they had a better presentation. They have games coming, yay! But all of that stuff is not to 2019. And then you have to fight your your. You gotta really make budget plans, pretty much for the for January, February, February of 2019. At least with oh. Switch, at least with Switch, you could pinpoint what you're going to buy. Dead Cells, Octopath Traveler, Captain Captain Toad, Smash Brothers, Pokemon, like. And then we still got like games like The Messenger. We still got stuff from last year's Indie Direct that haven't came out yet. Yeah, I still have no goddamn King of Cards. This is bullshit. I want King of Cards already. Oh, Make that happen. They have to. They have to do. It's now to a point now when they show the next Nintendo Direct. Not only do they have to show that, they have to announce the physical. It's it's a it's a done deal right now. They well, I mean, went... you remember from when we talked with Yacht Club, they yeah. did say that once King of Cards was out, they'd be putting out a physical version. Yeah, that had all the content. That was literally the only thing they were waiting on. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay. I know I'm going to end up double. Oh God for Shovel Knight, that's going to be it's a... one, two, three, four. That'll be my fifth time buying Shovel Knight, damn it. What, Wii, what, Wii U, 3DS? Uh, I, I, I first bought it on 3DS. You got it on PC, right? Nope. I got it on 3DS, mm-hmm. bought it on Wii U, then I bought the hard copy on Wii U, then I bought it on my Switch, and then I'm going to buy a hard copy for my Switch. That's five fucking copies okay. of Shovel Knight. Shoot, I'm, I'm surprised that you don't even own it on Xbox just to play the Battletoads version. I've considered it. <laughs> I've given it thought. Don't give it thought. You waited for a good sale. <laughs> I don't get me wrong. If it goes on sale and it's a decent price, I'll snap that shit up real quick. It's, is it still nineteen ninety nine? Oh, uh, I, I think so. I haven't seen Shovel Knight on sale on Xbox at any point yet. Shit, I haven't seen it on sale for a good while. I think the most of the sales has been like on Nintendo platforms. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. I, I got to take this back to what we've been playing for a minute here, because uh-huh. there, there's one thing I wanted to talk, I, I wanted to hear from you on, but I, I did forget. There was something else I actually have been playing a little bit of off and on, um, just just in short spurts, but um, I, I do really kind of love it. It's, uh, it's what is it, Unmechanical Extended Edition, I think it is, okay. uh, on my Xbox yeah. One. Um, it... It feels a little like Machinarium blended with um, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Like, it's got that Machinarium kind of look to mm-hmm. it, except a little bit darker, um, maybe a little bit grimier, a little less dry visually. Um, but then it's still got that same kind of super cute charm to it the Machinarium does. But your character kind of like flies floats through everything a lot like in uh insanely twisted shadow planet so but it's it's a real it's a fairly laid back simplistic puzzle game it's one of those that you'll stretch your brain just enough to be comfortable and feeling and feel slightly accomplished without wanting to put your head through a wall um it's 
some decent it's trial like and the error. super casual point and click almost and i'm super okay with that so. is it a venture game or is it uh you said puzzle but is it's, it like a- trial and error kind of puzzle or no they're basic logic puzzles and i i do mean they are basic but okay they're it's got just the right level of quirk to make up for the fact that the puzzles aren't super advanced. And part of me kind of likes the fact that I can play a puzzle game that isn't just going to, like, objectively intend to melt my fucking brain. I'm about to look at it. I'm I'm about to oh, look at that. Oh, that reminds me, and uh, I'll get back to the other thing that I wanted to hear from you on, but just so my, my kind of conscious, my stream of consciousness is happening here. Um... I want to give a major, major shout out to the dudes that did Thimbleweed Park because I got my copy in the mail like a week or two ago, and I just opened it up. Uh, uh, Switch physically? Like two, yeah, from Limited Run, um, which that's my first actual Limited Run game, finally. Uh, but I've got... Least, Which I have a question. I've got one more order that I'm still waiting on. But... Which I have a question. Are they doing a, a retail release? Because someone, because they were, they showed the. I I didn't know they was doing a physical. Uh, until I like I seen the picture. Yeah. But I didn't know Limited Run was doing one. Uh, because I don't know if yeah, they like advertised like, it. See, I didn't know that Limited Run was doing one. I thought when I seen the picture that it was also coming to retail, or it was coming to retail. So here's the deal with limited run games. And if you haven't, I really do recommend check out their E3 presentation mm-hmm. because there's actually some really good info in there. Uh, uh, but they, they talked about, and this, this might've been from like their, their pre-show video that they put up, Yeah, which I, I really liked actually. I got to still um, try to find it. I didn't go back and look for it. I thought it would be, go find it. I have to watch it on YouTube. Um, but in any case, one of the things they said, though, is that, you know, with Limited Run, they do a limit, just like the name says, they do a limited number of copies, and that's it. However, after they've put their run out and they're out of print, they release the rights back so that if somebody else wants to publish, just straight publish and put it on retail shelves, mm-hmm. they can. Limited Run doesn't objectively retain the rights the publishing rights to a game once they put it once they put out their small batch that's it limited run says hands off we're done it's up for grabs again but i didn't they say didn't one game get a second run print it may have um there there may have been like a super super high demand Mm -hmm. but it's it would be it would be very uncommon for limited run to do that because it's um i think the thing with limited run games is, is that I think it's kind of unfair, um, on a sense that they don't, they really don't give you time to do. They do a, though. They, well, the thing about it is they don't really give you time to do a pre-order because yes, the game is, the games are limited, but people who might not have the money to pre-order that game, they're out of luck. And they've been, they, you know, I, I guess it just feels like they announced like where pre-orders are up because they announced it probably within an hour or two, all of those are gone. No, and, it might, so, and it might, and it might be that, it might be that because it's a limited run, I think they don't tell how many, how many copies 
that they have that they're going to be printing. Yeah, they do. So here's here's the thing, because I've actually started kind of digging into Limited Run mm -hmm. a, a little more, because there's a couple more things coming from them that I'm really looking forward to. But we'll get back to that. So, um, limp one, Limited Run tells you how many copies they're printing in the batch. Two, if you pay attention, like, you've got to watch, like, their Twitter or their website. Yeah. But they will tell you when pre-orders are going to go live. They will give you sufficient advance notice. Three, they they put up pre-orders for those batches in two parts because they know that this is a global thing. So they put one batch up for pre-order, like, say, for example, 10 in the morning that day. Yeah. And they only make, like, half the batch available for that 10 a.m. pre-order. From there, 12 hours later, they put up the other half. Do they also so no do a, which... uh, a mailing list for it? Uh, or I they just do Twitter? So. Uh, I think the biggest thing is watch their Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Seriously, watch their Twitter. Watch their website. They'll tell you what's coming. They'll tell you when it goes live. They'll say, we're going to put up the first half of the batch at this time on this day and the second half of the batch at this time on this day. So that way you know when to be paying attention. Uh, so even if one of those times falls into, like, when you're normally passed the hell out or mm -hmm. sleeping or whatever you do, you know, or it's, like, cutting into your masturbation time, um, but you, you know when the other batch is going up. So you've got a fair shot at it, no matter what. You know what? I I I think I wish they would do, uh, and I probably got to look at it because I I'm assuming that ten thousand copies is their maximum. Is my assumption? Uh, it's either ten or twenty. Ten or twenty, because I would I would like the, for them to do like twenty five thousand copies, like five thousand five thousand copies a day, starting Monday through Friday. So people who do get pay, for people who do get paid. Um, they'll be able at least until that Friday to be able to buy it. You know. Well, and and again, I, for me personally, I think they put out enough sufficient notice mm -hmm. that you can have your money set aside. What well, that is true. So, you know, it's it's your responsibility. They give you plenty of notice. It's your responsibility to be ready when that shit goes up. But sometimes I, I think, cause that, uh, like I think uh, I think today they said like uh, Night Trap for Switch is available for pre order, like right now. Um, but I don't know if they actually had like a date planned for people to be ready that it it was going live today or at the time of this recording. I should say. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to graze their website while we talk here. but And actually, here, as a matter of fact, let's see. Night Trap. Because, like, like, for yeah. me. So, right now, Night Trap is not available for pre order, but they do have up on their website that the pre orders go live in like two and a half days. Like, there's a countdown right now telling you. When the pre-order goes live. Okay, so there is a countdown. Okay. Right. So they, they Twitter out, like, constantly, hey, here's a reminder, coming up in a couple days, the pre-orders go live. And they do it frequently. Okay. Like, my Twitter feed is littered with their stuff. 
Yeah, I usually get like retweets from people showing that uh, they're they're going to be doing a pre order or like Nintendo Life might might send something up. Like I don't, I really don't do limited run games. Uh, only be, only because it's, it might be something that I already own on digital, or it might just be a game that I'm just like, mm, they're not. It, it'll probably be something that I'll get later on down the line. So yeah. Uh, which- um, by the way, one you should keep an eye on, um, a, uh, a personal favorite, uh, on July 20th at 10 a.m. Eastern, pre-orders on Limited Run for Thumper on Switch goes live. I'm shocked that that game, uh... And I'm looking at it, dude, that cover art is fucking hot. Is it the black one? Is it, or did they... Oh, or is no, it... dude. It's it's the beetle running on the rail towards the giant fucking monster, uh, the mask monster. Oh, it's a different uh, It's a different cover. Yeah, dude, it's fucking sick. Because you because know, usually it's uh, isn't it like all black and then it's thumper like an orange or something? Um, maybe I'm, I'm gonna send you a link to this. Yeah, maybe I'll, it's I'll a actually, different. I'll drop uh, a link it... in the description for the show too, so that anybody that wants to check it out can. Um. But like I said, uh, July 20th. So, again, you've got, like, over half a month notice that this shit's coming. Mm. So it's not like it's just, surprise, here it is. No, they they do their due diligence. Like, I... Everything I've seen with limited run games is 100% on the fucking up and up. And I give them mad props for that. Like, major respect. Yeah, I, so, I do too. It's just, yeah, it's check, just, it's check just. Your chat feed there, by the way. It just sucks that for me with limited run, I have, I have already owned that physical copy, and if mm-hmm. I've already done not physical digital copy, I mean, if I already did the digital, I'm not getting the physical. It's like it's certain games I'll double dip. Yeah, but like with like with sometimes with limited run, it's just like, yeah, that should have got a physical already. Like Thumper should have already been a physical. Like, there's no, it's been out on other platforms and even on Switch, and I think that game should have already got a physical. Oh, I don't disagree, but you know, props to Limited Run for stepping up and doing it. Yeah. So, um, that being said, uh, do do check that out. Um, the other thing that I wanted to get back, I want to hear from you because. You and I kind of had an argument about this shit a while back. I, I need to hear your uh, your thoughts here as to whether or not I'm going to have to kick your ass for being wrong. I want to hear what you think because you said you've been playing some of it. What do you think? What do you think about True Swing Golf? Um, I, it's it's easier. It's easy. It's not too hard. Uh, I think because I was using my hand and not my stylus, I was too lazy to go to my car because I left my stylus in the car. Oh, um, dude, that game needs to be played with a stylus. That's just the right way to do it. Um, it's 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 good. It's it's fine. It's nothing bad. Um, I I think it maybe want to play Golf Story more. Uh, I get that. I really do because mm-hmm. I remember when I was playing Golf Story, I couldn't help but think. Fuck! I really want to play Golf Story, but I want to be able to like swing with true swing mechanics. Yeah, it's it is e- true swing is easier um, because it's kind of just like a flick. 
you don't really have to really worry about angles and stuff like that because it's just like okay i can move over here and do it I, and i think I, it's because i'm doing like single player um i'm not doing nothing like campaign or wise uh i, I just like okay swipe yeah okay it's good it's easier to play um, Tell me though that that is not one of the most satisfying golf games ever, though. Yeah, that is true. It is. It, I, I say it is. Is I think because it's so easy and it's so casual that it you don't really have to work hard or you know really think about stuff. You know, you can just swipe it and off you go. It, like it's really easy. It's nothing complicated about that game. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the the interface is fantastic. Yeah. It's just, it is, to me, it's like the perfect game of golf. Yeah. So. It's, 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 what did we argue about? Uh, you uh, you called bullshit on my claim that True Swing was the greatest golf game ever made. Okay. I, <laughs> you, and you know why? You were I on think, about fucking Mario Golf. And you want to know, and you want to know why? Because I think True Swing and Mario Golf Mario Golf gets talked about more than True Swing, and I don't think well, I know it gets everything gets talked about more than True Swing. <laughs> well, I think it doesn't change the fact that True Swing is the better I, golf. I, game. I think the thing about it with True Swing is that a I've never played it, b I've never seen it in the stores, so it's just like out of a million people, you are the only one who completely knows about this game. So I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. It may be good, but like when it comes to golf game here in America, Mario Golf and probably uh the one that Camelot did, I think for PlayStation, uh like that kind of golf game. Oh, the Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Like though, I guess those are kind of well known. But when I played True Swing, uh, True Swing, I'm just like, okay, I can see what Larry is getting at. Um, True Swing has the real magic, man. Telling you, no lie. Yeah, but I, I I am enjoying it. So I just since you said you finally got to play some of it, I I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. So which also uh super cool thing, Eddie got the uh the free European edition, right? <laughs> Cause Did he, I, I I told you what happened when I ordered that, didn't I? <laughs> Did they so, they sent you the fun, wrong one? Yeah. So fun story here. Um, I I ordered a copy of True Swing Golf for for dear homeboy Eddie, and uh, to to prove my point. And so I get my ass on Amazon and I order up, and it comes in the mail. And don't get me wrong, I I could have just let it go. But uh, I'm not going to lie here. I I played the asshole card. Um, They sent me the European version, which the the European uh, DS game cases are a little bit different. They're actually kind of nice. Like, they're they're a little bit thicker than ours here. They're murder weapons! Yeah, they're they're a little meaty. And then they come in a clear plastic (laughs) as well. Yeah. Um, I do like the the clear version was also, like, like, named a little different. But in any case, so I get a hold of the seller on Amazon, and I'm like, hey, uh, nowhere here. Actually, as a matter of fact, it said on his listing, or on the listing, that it was uh, a North American uh, copy of True Swing. I'm like, this isn't a North American copy, dude. Uh, not what I ordered. 
And uh, the guy got back to me pretty quick. Like, big props to this dude. Uh, he's like, uh, you know what? My bad. Don't sweat it. Uh, I put your refund through. I'm like, you uh, want to give me an address to ship this thing back to? He's like, no, don't worry about it. Keep it. I'm like, cool. So, free game. Blessings. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, blessings. <laughs> so, so Eddie got the free uh, European edition of True Swing, which uh, has some slightly altered weird name. Like Birdie um, something, like True Birdie or something. Nintendo yeah, it's something like that. But so I, I remember looking at it going, huh, that's weird. Oh, well. But uh, again, it's one of those things that it didn't really matter because the original DSs aren't region locked. So, <laughs> right. I put it, popped it in my 2DS. I'm like, yep, it's working. Ding. Right. So, but yeah, that, that was hand delivered a couple weeks ago with the shrink grab on and everything. So, but in any case, so yeah, I, I wanted a minute to kind of touch on that. I, I've kind of been dying to hear your thoughts there. Um, but yeah, that's, it's been a little on the quiet side news week wise overall though. Um, oh, personal news. I finally found one of the amiibos that I've been looking for. I finally found the Bowser Skylander amiibo. By itself? Yep. I'm assuming GameStop. Or uh, was selling it by itself. One of our local stores here. Uh, called Disc Replay. Uh, I managed to find it for like five bucks. That's not bad. No. I also found a Pikachu amiibo that I was missing still, so I grabbed that while I was there too. Is that Skylander amiibo? Is that just only for Skylanders? No. So the uh, the Bowser and what was it? The Donkey Kong, I think, was the other one that yeah. they did. Yeah. So they've got this little uh, thing on the bottom. That it's a little switch, so you kind of like twist the disc on the bottom, and it goes from reading as a Skylander to reading it as an amiibo. But you, but it's only the regular one. It's not the dark one. No, no, no. It's wait. What do you mean the dark one? There's a there's a dark Bowser. They did a dark version of him for Skylanders. Yeah, there was only like one Bowser for Skylanders. There was two. Was there? Mm-hmm. I don't remember there being yeah, two. The, the dark one is like it's in a bigger box because I think it's it, uh, it's black, um, and then the regular one is uh is is like they're like the regular about looking Bowser like with different colors. But there is a dark one because there was a uh it was like it's, it it might have been a Toys R Us exclusive, um, but probably not. But there was like a dark a dark version of it. Because you go and you buy the dark version of of uh, King Cooper and that dark version of uh, Skylanders for Switch. Mm. And it, yeah, because the boxes were bigger. I think they had it. I know it was, it was Bowser and his car, and they were dark. Cause the yeah, other I'm version, looking here, and I'm only seeing one Bowser for Skylanders. Uh, yeah. It was a uh, Hammer Slam Bowser. Then you're looking at the original one, but yeah, that was a dark one. Oh, no, 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 you're right. I do see it. I do see it. Um, But you got the original, so that's fine. The dark one is I just... so. Yeah, the dark one is just... I think it's just a color thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, that's color. what I'm looking at here. It's just a difference in color. So, yeah, I finally found one of them. I was like, cool, that's mine for five bucks. Heck, yeah. So, but in any case, um, but yeah, that's, 
that's most of the exciting stuff. Was was there anything you wanted to hit on that I didn't? Uh, no, not really. Um, it's kind of been a like a, a kind of like a slow news day um, today. So uh, I'm you mean week? Well, it, because we're recording the middle of the week, we got Fourth of July in the middle of the week. So I think I don't know if people are going back to work like Thursday or Friday, uh, and if stuff will be picking up on those days, or they taking the rest of the week off. Um, so, uh, but yeah, for like news bits and stuff like that, not, not too much. So I really don't have anything. I don't have anything to say until probably we get some, something probably by next week. Hopefully. Oh, actually. Yeah. I had to talk to you about something. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's uh here's an interesting tidbit that I just came across. Um, apparently, uh, I'm seeing here that Amazon has added re-releases and remasters to the list of ineligible games for their 20% off when you pre-order. So, uh, just one more reason to mourn the death of, uh, Best Buy's GCU. So, like, Amazon is really tightening it up. Well, I, which I can understand because, um, is it re-releases of a, uh, like a remaster of a game or is it like a second print of a new game that came out? Like if, uh, it says here, uh, specifically pre-order savings offer does not apply to certain video game products such as toys to life, collector's editions, re-releases, remasters, and product bundles, including but not limited to console game bundles and accessory bundles. That is specifically what it says. So I'm assuming, like, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot won't I would would guess so, but um, that being said, just something to kind of keep an eye on. Um, But in any case, uh, we, uh, we gotta wrap up here. Um, so we're, we're gonna call it for the day. Uh, as always, uh, you know, find us at our home on Shout Engine and, uh, iTunes and Google Play Music. And, uh, uh like I said, I'm, I'm kinda still working on a few other things to get going here. But, uh, that being said, thank you as always to everybody for tuning in and listening. Thank you to, uh, my co-host Eddie. Eddie, say goodnight. Night, everybody. Good night. We'll see you next time on World 1-1. Peace.